CNN, NBC, ABC, Fox News, The New York Times, The Washington Post, all of these are mainstream news outlets with the ability to influence millions of people. This large reach of influence can be used for good or for bad. Unfortunately, in today's world climate, more media outlets have leaned farther and farther from the middle line and have started to influence elections and control the opinions of millions. Media bias is a rising issue in the United States and if left unchecked, could lead to the total division and collapse of the country. In this episode, we will discuss how media bias affects people and uncover the deeper truths about the consequences if things continue how they are. Throughout this podcast, think about how media bias changes someone's view on a topic or person and how will this affect political elections and partisan America in the future. This is America Divided, where the current partisan issues within our country are discussed using a variety of sources. Throughout literature, there are many examples of media bias, including in Ray Badbury's controversial book, Fahrenheit 451. This book has been banned in many schools, especially in California, a state with a heavy liberal population. Bradbury shows how the media influences people and changes the outcome of the story. But before I continue, know that there is a big spoiler ahead. Towards the end of the book, the police and mechanical hound kill a random person off the street, sniffing for a scapegoat to end things with a bang. The media spreads the news of this murder to help the authorities look better, making it appear as though they caught Montag and brought him to justice. Media also holds an important role in elections, within the story portraying certain candidates as better than others largely based upon looks. Bradbury has been critical of the left and their use of media bias to influence millions, and he believes if nothing is changed, it could cause serious problems with America's democratic process. Media bias is a topic that has been seen on the news across many outlets, regardless of what stance you take on this issue. Some of our listeners may not be aware of what media bias or misinformation by the media is, so to start, I will give a brief explanation. Media bias, in essence, is the bias that a news media outlet may have. This includes twisting a story to fit a certain narrative or agenda, or outright making unfactual claims. These media outlets have such a wide reach and are able to change the way people think. People are also more likely to trust news sources that align with their opinions, which limits thought diversity. Many studies have shown that news media consumers are more likely to choose and trust news sources that reinforce their own political beliefs. Later on in this podcast, we will be discussing this issue with a variety of news writers as well as concerned citizens. Next up, we have an exciting guest discussing his thoughts on this issue. Rick Hayes is an outspoken conservative who enjoys putting humor into his articles. Thank you for having me on the show today. Of course, glad to have you. Today we are discussing a topic you are pretty familiar with. What are your thoughts about the current state of media bias in the United States right now? Uh, Over the past few years, I have seen the damage that misinformation has done to this country and how it has pitched people against each other, leading to violence. I believe that dire changes need to be made while completely respecting the First Amendment. That's interesting. Do you think the issue definitely leads more towards the left while targeting conservatives or those who oppose the agenda? Well, I believe that with the full assistance of the media, the leftists plan to alter America's course from a free to a significantly oppressed society has become more of a reality. I think both sides have, became, have become more divided, but the left has grown dangerously close to the idea of socialism and constantly pushes for more government control. Do you have any proposed solutions to try and solve or somewhat mitigate this issue? At the moment, no. I would support something that would apply to all sides and be deemed fair, while also not being controlling or restrictive. People should be able to publish whatever they would like, 
but outright falsification and the twisting of news stories need to be addressed. Well, thank you, Rick. I think you helped provide an interesting perspective to our listeners. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. So after hearing about one of the further right-leaning arguments about media bias and the potential effects it will have on America, we will review an article with more of a neutral stance. David Harsanyi wrote an article in 2018 describing how media bias was truly disliked by everyone. Harsanyi took a relatively neutral stance throughout the piece and described how the left was hypocritical at times. Harsanyi described a situation in which left media outlets were targeted by a manufactured line with complete misinformation to many viewers. Many on the left, including other media outlets, wanted the narrative to be taken down. Asani also mentions that lots of bias never even gets public scrutiny, stating that it features a virtually unchallenged and often fact-challenged opinion. Neither side may realize how destructive this problem is until it is used against them and damages what is important. A solution that would keep both sides in check while not restricting crucial First Amendment rights needs to be found. While this is an issue that may seem to be a recent affair, it is important to understand that media bias has been around in the U.S. for many years. It started with simple journalism, where writers would lean to one side on an idea. This was supported by many and helped these news networks to connect with readers who shared similar views or interests. Thomas Bacar, writing for the Washington Times, describes how bias had been the norm in American history. During the Revolutionary War era, pro-English newspapers fought against people such as John Adams. Now that many would argue that this debate was good, as it led to the Revolutionary War and the most important war for America as a country, Bacaro claims that it is no longer like this, with the media only wanting to control people with misleading and often doctored stories, rather than sparking an important public civil debate. Bacaro hopes that bias will go back to becoming an inspiration for debate and reform, rather than a detrimental and completely partisan issue in this country. final guest is Evan Siegfried. He is a moderate conservative writer, but appears in a range of news media outlets. Today, we will be discussing the reason few trust the news in today's modern world based on an article he wrote last year for NBC. Thanks for having me today. Yes, as you mentioned, I'm a true Republican, but I try to stay as open-minded as I can. Good to hear. Your article in NBC a couple months ago was intriguing. Why do you believe that conservatives are targeted so much more by the media? My personal belief is that it all comes down to funding. Massive media outlets such as CNN and the Washington Post receive hundreds of millions in funding to run their various reports and shows. These numbers are just not reflected on the other side. Conservatives are heavily outnumbered in the media. Why do you think so few people trust mainstream news that they see besides their own regular outlet? I believe that many moderate left-leaning Americans, as well as many conservatives, simply can't trust the media because they seek to defend their ideological allies on the left hand per- persecute those on the right while claiming the- to be objective. These companies can't pretend to be bipartisan on an issue while clearly taking sides. Additionally, there are far more liberal journalists within the industry. Editors at the Investors Business Daily wrote an interesting article including statistics about how conservatives are outnumbered. They observed surveys and, and concluded that within the news industry, There are an estimated one conservative journalist to every 13 liberal ones. This is a heavily unbalanced ratio, and they believed it is why America now seems saturated with fake news. Wow, that is a detailed explanation, and that stat is something of concern. If 
that ratio continues to expand, will there be complete control by one side within the media? Yes, I agree. That would make the problem even worse than the current situation today. I asked all my guests, and I will ask you, do you have a proposed solution to this issue? I don't have a definitive one. I've thought of a few ideas, but none of which are truly realistic. I think it will take some talented people with the help of Congress to find a solution that is fair as well as legal. Thank you for your time, and as always, thanks for coming on. I find our discussions to be helpful to myself as well as to the listeners. Well, we have reached the end of today's episode. I think that there was lots of valuable information to be learned about this problem, and the interviews with Rick and Evan gave a first-hand look into the issue. This was an interesting topic that I'm sure will not be going anywhere anytime soon. As always, thanks for listening, and stay tuned for next week's episode.